0: Hi, my name is Ale Vigneault, coach of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hi, this is Bob Clark. You're listening to. You're listening to and you're listening to. You're listening to Snow the goalie. Snow the goalie. Snow the goalie.
1: Hey, I'm Travis Konechny, and you're listening to Snow the goalie.
2: Connectney. He joined us on Snow the goalie here on 610 ESPN Philadelphia. Welcome on in. I'm expecting that we're not only going to have our normal loyal listeners Anthony, I think we're going to we're going to hear we're going to reach out. We're going to grab the attention of the Philadelphia Flyers fan base. Some people who haven't heard us before certainly are going to be intrigued by the things that Travis Konechny had to say.
3: It was Russ, it's good to be here today. It was as good an interview as we've done, and I know we we kind of like all the guys that we do interviews with. Like I mean, they're they're all really engaging and have been awesome with us. And you know we thank them all over the course of the past year and a half that we've been uh, doing interviews on on Snow the Goalie. Um, and we did two others today, which are going to be part of next week's show. Uh, we, we also talked to Matt Niskanen and Joel Farabee, uh, who was our first repeat guest. Yes. Um, uh, so we're going to have those guys on next week. Um, but, and and this is no, um, this is no knock on any of the, uh, any of the players, but the, the interview we did with Travis Konechny today was hands down the best. It was so good. So, so good. So, um, yeah, no, I think it was, I think it's just flat out awesome. Um, and it's great to have him. It's great to have him on the show. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna play the entire. Inter- originally, and the other thing is Russ. We were the original plan going into the interview with with TK was that we were going to uh play just a portion of the interview here on six ten live, and then talk about it, um, and then save the rest for those folks who join us uh, after the fact when they uh, pick up the show via podcast. But the interview was so good. That we sat here and decided, you know, within the last hour that we can't leave Konechny out for the 610 audience. If there was, we couldn't figure out where we wanted to cut it. And it was like, no, we're, we're putting the whole thing. So we're going to play the entirety of the Konechny interview here live. Well, not live, but on air live uh, on 610 for those listening in. And then the people picking up on a the podcast, they'll get it as well. Um, but, yeah. but of course, if for some reason you're not already subscribed to Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers radio show,
2: <laughs> and formerly the Only Flyers podcast, People's Podcast, Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast. I haven't heard those words in a while. The Pampers Podcast, the PDLA Podcast, the Only Flyers Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Because, like Anthony said, next week we will uh, feature the interviews with Joel Faraby, Matt Niskan, and a lot of insight there. But if for some reason this is the first time you've uh, you've caught on to us, we have a lot of great interviews back in the archives. That's one of the things that we like to do, and usually it becomes a podcast exclusive, is the extended interviews that we do. You know, with with radio, a lot of times you get kind of limited to the amount of time that you have with a guy. And you're also at the mercy of their audio quality, which is typically a phone. So we drove out to Voorhees. To make sure that we got the highest quality and a nice extended interview with each of those players, but Konetchy's was awesome for those who might have missed it in the archives. Of course, we had former general manager Ron Hextall, former team president um, Paul Holmgren, former GM and Hall of Famer Bob Clark, among others. Last year we had uh, you know Scott Gordon, we had Dale, we had Dale Weese, we had Mike McKenna. we jo- had Jordan, Jordan, Wheel. Jordan Wheel, who was very particular about his hair and not having his picture taken at the time. And then of course, prior to this season, we had Flyers head coach Alain Vigneault. So. Yes. We we like to do these things. We enjoy going down and doing these extended interviews because it gives people a, another side to the player, to the coach, to the GM, to the team president beyond what you see. In a post game press conference and a post game scrum, or what's usually made available to the media. Yeah, and
3: but before we get to the uh, connecting interview today, I do want to talk a little bit about the team, uh, you know, where they're at at this point in the season. Uh, this past week, what happened, and uh, also give the fans an opportunity to give us a call and tell us. Uh, what they think of the team right now with one game to go before the break, uh, the all-star break and the team mandated bye week or the league mandated bye week for the team um, that kind of got smashed together so that they get nine days off in a row, which is kind of crazy in the middle of a hockey season. But uh, you can give us a call at 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941 to call in here to talk to Russ and I on Snow the Goalie. You know, it's interesting, Russ, last week the Flyers – uh, you know going into the week right we were sitting in here last last monday and we knew that they had to play boston at home last monday and then they had back-to-backs on wednesday and thursday at st louis home against montreal and then saturday against the kings and we sat here and we made our predictions and both you and i for the first time this year had the same prediction we both said they're gonna go two and two we both had them losing to Boston and St. Louis and then beating Montreal and L.A. We were almost completely wrong. Yep. They went 3-1, and one, beating Boston and St. Louis, losing to Montreal, and then finally bouncing back and beating the Kings. But here's the kicker, Russ. They went into that Boston game a week ago tonight in the Eastern Conference playoffs, securing an Eastern Conference playoff spot, right? Yep. They then win three out of four with two of those three wins against two of the best teams in hockey, two of the four best teams in hockey, okay? So they go three and one, beating two of the best teams in the game. And you play four games in a week, that's a lot of hockey, right? It's harder, yes. to, it's harder to play more than four games in, the, in, in, in seven days. Um, you, re, you never see five and seven. You see four and six, but you never see five and seven. Okay, so to play four games in a week, that's the most you can conceivably play. They won three of them. They had a good week. And yet, they no longer are in a playoff spot. And that's kind of the funny part of hockey, right? <laughs> it's and, unbelievable. And I, well,
2: and it's not only that it's the funny part of hockey. It's just like also the way that, that the playoff standings are done. And this is part of, I think, a much larger issue and mm-hmm. something that we've brought up a lot of times. Like At some point, the, the league has to get back to having the best eight teams from each conference play. Oh, no doubt. And and this setup with division winners is nonsense. And, and this is why the Met is such a stacked division that you could argue that— five probably five of the best teams in the entire league or well at least in the conference come from the met and so the the notion that you know you're looking at a scenario now where you're not going to get all the best teams in
3: the conference playing in the postseason it's nonsense well here's another thing here's another example of why the playoff system uh the the point system in the nhl is is just flat out broken last night oliver bjerkstad scored uh, a go-ahead goal in a tie game in the final 30 seconds of regulation for the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, against the Rangers. That was only the second time this season that was that a go-ahead goal was scored in the final 30 seconds of regulation, which means teams are playing for overtime. Yep. Boston has 12 – the Bruins, who arguably the best team in hockey, if not top three or four – they have 12 losses after regulation this year. It's absurd. Yep. The whole point system has to be fixed. Well, and part of the problem with that, too, and we've talked about this a ton here,
2: it, and, and over on the Press Row Show, for obviously for those who aren't aware of the Press Row Show, that's what we do every Flyers home game uh, for pregame and first and second intermissions over on our Twitter accounts and on Crossing Broad, Facebook pages and such. Um, we, we talked a ton about the fact that even overtime in this league right now is broken insofar as teams try to play for the shootout in a lot of ways and 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 really it's whoever wins that first faceoff you can play this almost like lacrosse style where you can eat up see that because that's connect me right yeah you can eat up eight minutes or well not eight if like 80 percent of the overtime uh, without the other team getting to possess the puck like, so there
3: was two different Flyers four, had two different o- out of five. Flyers like, had shoot. two different overtimes this week, right? Yep. So the game against Boston was just wide open overtime. It was awesome. It was old time. I might say old time. Like when did they start three on three? Just a few years ago. But it was like when it first came in, and they didn't realize that you could play keep away for as much as you do now, right? And the Flyers and Bruins just went back and forth at each other with just an incredible overtime that that neither team scored. There were a couple of incredible saves there, and you had to go to a shootout. Okay, fine. That's just a that's just a sa- a sample that it just happened and you end up in the shootout. But game, if you play it that way, you usually ends up with a result. Well, you know
2: why that that happened like that too. It's because Boston going into that game was zero six in in, in the shootout. Out. They're terrible in the shootout. So they they were just as motivated as to as me. any team. Like the Flyers usually right. hate the <laughs> shootout. They've had some success this year, but like. They were just as motivated right. to get the game over so with that was in, awesome. in OT. That's what made it awesome. That's what it's supposed to look like.
3: And yet, and then five days later, the Flyers play the Kings in overtime, and you could see that neither team really wanted to score. It was like they were like, eh, whatever. And the Flyers got a chance and, and actually scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Um, but they were like eh, both teams it was more like let's just drag the puck out of the zone you know we have it in the offensive zone but we're not going to try and set it up we're gonna go back into the neutral zone make a line change slow it down like you could see and it's because certain teams again you know whoever you're playing against it might be better for you to go to the shootout than for you to try and win at three on three so the the nhl certainly needs to fix its point system but let's well and by the way and we'll talk about this more a little bit
2: later but we'll be talking about this with all the people because of course January 31st and we'll talk about this a little bit later in more detail but January 31st yeah. we're doing a live show out at odd logic brewing company one of our main sponsors here on snow the goalie out at 500 bristol pike and bristol pa that'll be six o'clock i think we're going to start that night we'll have details coming up but uh we'll be doing a live show and so if you want to come out and talk to us about you know the overtime rules and about this team and everything of course call in today but we'll also be
3: doing that uh live show yeah. Mark and calendar. we're gonna sit there and watch flyers penguins I'll be good. On the road in Pittsburgh. It'll I'll be fine. We'll watch it with you guys. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Andrew. Uh, Andrew, you're on Snow the Goalie Radio here on 610 ESPN.
0: Hey, guys. Um, two quick thoughts. The first one is that in the beginning of the season, or in the off-season podcast, Russ was talking about how um, when the Flyers put their roster together, it was based on a lot of ifs and you know best-case scenarios, and um, I think, you know, except for Nolan Patrick not playing all year and Oscar Lindblom getting cancer, I think a lot of them have kind of panned out. You know, Niskanen's not regressing. Claude Drew, he's not going to be a 75-point player anymore, but as long as they keep him on the wing, he seems like he's doing all right with Jake, you know, whatever he puts in on a nightly basis. Uh, so, kind of thinking what your guys' thoughts were on that, and uh, going forward the second half of the year, the Caps Situation is such they can't make a move, really. And uh, so, being that the team's not good enough to, if they make the playoffs, you know, beat teams like the Lightning or the Bruins or the Capitals, and, you know, they're in that situation where they're too good to tank. Is it a, like, do you call Morgan Frost back up and keep him up all year? Do you, um, you know, play some of your Mark Friedman's or younger defensemen just to kind of see what you have for? future off-season plans or trades or or what the situation might be.
2: Well, let me address the first part of that. So, yeah, a lot of the ifs have ended up working out. It, it has been nice to see. And we talked a week ago about, you know, there are certain players on this team that we had hoped would take that next step. We have seen a regression of sorts. Uh, we mentioned it last week, and then he went out and had a good week, and Travis Sanheim. Um, but, like, a guy like Travis Konechny taking that next step, he's only seven points away from tying his career high in points at 49. He's got 42 thus far, which is the thing that we talked about him in the interview that'll be coming up a a little bit later in the show. But the kind of leap that you saw from Oscar Lindblom early in the season and from Travis Konechny, and Konechny's really kept that going, those are the kinds of things that at some point you would have to have happen. Uh, Otherwise, this team was going to be kind of stuck in the, the kind of cycle of mediocrity that you're talking about. Now, they have been able to overcome quite a bit the the issue, of course, is we know that Oscar Lindblom will be out the rest of the season. There are rumblings. There are there are things going around uh, from people that that Anthony and I both talked to that that think that this is this really is it. Barring there being some kind of massive turnaround um, about him, even you know playing hockey again, it, it, I think they're going to have to come up with a long term plan to replace him um nolan patrick you haven't gotten anything from this year anything you get is an added bonus i'm still not sure that it's going to happen um i'm still very skeptical um but they they have found a way to find success early in the season and and now i mean we're we're at a big enough sample size to say they're not a bottom of the league team they're certainly not an elite team and i'm sure anthony will probably to the playoff point will argue about last year with tampa bay getting smoked in the first round i mean it is possible that a team gets in as a bubble team and and we've seen this team get as hot as any other team in the league. It it's not outside of the realm of possibility that this team could get hot and upset a team in the first round.
0: But at that at the same time, it's not like um like I've heard people say, you know, Wyszynski or, or whoever that, you know, people firing their coaches saying they're gonna be the next blues, forget that the blues completely underperformed the first half of the season and they were basically due for a turnaround and then, you know, Columbus sweeps the, the lightning and then they get smoked in the second round, if memory serves. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. you, you can, you can get into the playoffs and, you know, speak into the playoffs and maybe win a round or two, but it's just one, like they're not an elite team that if you can get past one of them, the I mean, the Metro's is a, a you know a grinding wheel and then there, you've got the big three in the uh, the Atlantic that you got to get through
3: yeah too. no it's it's not it's not easy you know Andrew and and, and thanks for the call um, it's not easy to get through the the playoffs but if you're there you have a chance and the one thing about the Flyers Russ is that they play well against the good teams for the most part I mean yeah there was that 7-1 embarrassment in Pittsburgh earlier this year but if you look around they've beaten Boston twice. Once in Boston and once here. Um, Washington, they played them twice. Lost once in a shootout and then beat them once here. You know, um, Pittsburgh, we'll find out. I mean, like it was the one loss that Pittsburgh was bad, but they now play them Tuesday and then next Friday back-to-back, and then they have them two more times later in the year, so we'll find out how they match up with Pittsburgh. They've been really good against Carolina this year, 2 and one against the Hurricanes, right? So So they're playing them well um Tampa uh Tampa Tampa they lost one nothing to Tampa the first time they played them all right so i mean you know we'll see what happens um you know but they hung in that game with the lightning um you know so they play well against the good teams in the eastern conference now, again a seven game series is a lot different right you play the same team you know night after night adjustments are made and then maybe you know talent just flat out wins out but we've seen it where so many times where the bottom seeds are just playing good hockey at the right time and are able to pull off that upset. I mean, you have to be glad that they're not going to play Arizona <laughs> in the playoffs right.
2: because they've lost both times in regulation by a lot. Uh, nine to three. Yeah. I guess I'd call it on aggregate. That's yeah, a soccer yeah, yeah, fan of I me. Mean. there you go. But no, like. not you have to do that with a British accent or something? They have fallen behind nine to three on aggregate. Is that better? You like better. That? Yeah, good. Um, you know what? I, I I think this is the best thing for us to do. Take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll lead into the Travis Konechny interview because there's a lot to digest. And it it's arguably the best interview that that we've done. I yeah. think it was most fun. And by the way, as you're listening to this on 610 ESPN Philadelphia or on the podcast feed, I also want to direct you over to the, uh, the Crossing Broad YouTube channel page it's youtube.com slash crossing broad and over on the site because we have the video our video guy craig dudek came out and uh, shot the video for it so if you also wanted to take in uh a little bit i know that a a lot of people have been commenting lately about travis konechny the ladies man uh (laughs) not that he's out pursuing ladies he's got a lady friend of his own but that a lot of the ladies uh like travis konechny so if, if you're somebody who uh you know wants to take in The eye candy that is uh, Anthony Sanfilippo and myself and also Travis Konechny. You can go check out the video over there. Uh, We will be right back. This is Snow the Goalie on 610 ESPN Philadelphia.
3: Hey, I'm Russ Joy. And I'm Anthony Sanfilippo. For
2: the best coverage of the Philadelphia Flyers, check out Snow the Goalie. Where this week we had an exclusive sit-down with Flyers All-Star Travis Konechny. Head on over, listen to it.
3: Subscribe to Snow the Goalie over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts. And down the road, we'll have more players and more discussion about your favorite team, the Philadelphia Flyers. And the big game is upon us. We are down to the final two teams. There is so little time left in the season, so don't miss out. Get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so much going on over the next two weeks, DraftKings has great promotions running every day. From odds boosts to free bets, they have it all. And on the big game, bet on any star player to score the first TD of the game with 10 to 1 odds. It doesn't get Better than that. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering their best sign up offer to date right now. You don't want to miss this. It's a call to action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CROSSINGBROAD when you sign up. That's CROSSINGBROAD. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget that Code is crossing broad, and you can get your sign-up bonus of up to one thousand dollars only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. Pennsylvania only in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires twenty-five times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Welcome back into Snow the goalie here on
2: six ten ESPN Philadelphia.
3: You know Russ, I have to give my picks after you just heard the DraftKings ad. Absolutely. And you know, last that, that week you so eloquently read the dulcet tones of Anthony oh, sanders My thank them. you. Um last week, uh I did something a little different and I gave two games, one on Monday and, and one, one on Tuesday. Tuesday for both you know the live listeners on the radio show and then also for the podcasters and it worked like a charm. Really? Both hit. Okay. So improve my record to 11 And Don't,
2: 9. Don't uh I, I um... I have there. There is a very high likelihood now. What that you've uh, you've tempted the gods no. of, of sports betting. So I'm going to do it and again. To be o for two. No,
3: I'm I think gonna, you should I'm just pick the better of the two. Nope, I'm doing both. All right. Uh, so the first one is tonight. Uh, it's the only game tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, Florida Panthers and the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. Wild seven to nothing win the other night at home against the Dallas Stars, just absolutely spanking the Stars. Okay. Um so I think that they're, they're feeling themselves a little bit, but Florida's playing some really good hockey, and they're a decent road team. I think that this is going to be, you know, Minnesota kind of feeling themselves a little too much, and Florida catches them napping a little bit. I'll take the Panthers tonight on the road in Minnesota. But like I did last week, where I picked one team to lose the first night and then come back and win the next one, I'm going to take the wild not tomorrow, but Wednesday. Ooh. Wednesday night hockey. Okay, on NBCSN, so you can watch the game if you're uh, you like to watch the games that you're betting. Uh, the Wild will be home again against the Detroit Red Wings on Wednesday night. That's their next game. So after a disappointing home loss to a non-conference opponent, and re- and we'll, we'll hear um, who was it uh, Matt Niskanen talking about it today? He says sometimes when you play a Western Conference team uh, on a Tuesday night in January. Like, you, you know, it's just you don't get up for that game. Well, you know, here's the Minnesota Wild playing an Eastern Conference team on a Tuesday night, in, on a Monday night in January. Probably not going to get up for it. But then, two nights later, they kind of will snap out of their doldrums and beat the Detroit Red Wings. So go against the Wild tonight, but pick the Wild on Wednesday. Hashtag successful Sam Filippo, who by the way got a uh,
2: shout-out over on Twitter by IW Johnston at IWJ514 last week. Yeah. Said thanks to Snow the Goalie and Aunt San Philly for the back to back winners on hockey between my LSU money and your Islanders back to back game picks this week is in the bag.
3: Awesome. I hope I make them some more money this week with the wild.
2: Oh, by the way, because it's it's listed in there, and I don't think I've plugged this in a while, but we of course now also have a Twitter account and a Facebook account. Uh, page yes, for, for snow, snow the, the goalie. goalie so on twitter at snow the goalie and facebook facebook.com backslash or forward slash whatever the slash it's the good slash snow the goalie yeah it's backslash by the way. i think it's time we've made the people wait oh, long
3: enough and, and don't forget we'll, and we got to do this before the end of the show just as i want to say it out loud to remind you we got a new, a new five-star review for snow the goalie.
2: we sure did we always love five-star reviews over so yes. on apple podcasts so you want to make sure absolutely make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. It makes Anthony happy. And, and, and you know, you watch the Press Row Show. Sometimes po- people point out that Anthony doesn't always look that happy. When he sees a five-star review, he lights up like a Christmas tree. It's unbelievable. Like huh? a menorah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Kwanzaa candles. I know that we're past the holidays. It doesn't matter. Like the ball dropping in New York City.
3: That's Anthony Sanfilippo. I get little hearts in my eyes like Valentine's Day. Wow. Five-star reviews are like Cupid shooting me with an arrow. <laughs> Can I shoot you with an arrow?
2: Anyway, uh, we're going to get into this interview with Travis Konechny. Don't forget, on the back side, we'll talk more about it. We'll reflect on the things that he said. But don't forget, January 31st, Odd Logic Brewing Company out in Bristol, PA. 500 Bristol Pike. You want to make sure that you come out to that live show. We'll be doing a watch party for the Flyers and Penguins game. And uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have a good old time out there at Odd Logic Brewing Company. Without further ado, let's get to the interview that we did earlier today with Flyers All-Star,
3: Travis Konechny. And now we'd like to welcome into Snow the Goalie very special guest, Russ. Philadelphia Flyers All-Star, Travis Connectney. Travis, thanks for joining us here on Snow the Goalie.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
3: How does that feel, by the way? Have you gotten used to it yet?
1: Uh, I mean, it hasn't really settled in yet, no, but uh, I'm sure it will once uh, the break starts here and it's kind of my next stop. uh, I think I'll start getting the nerves for it and excitement. Are you going to take part (laughs) in any of the...
3: uh uh like pre-game festivities like the fastest skater or shot thing, uh, I,
1: I believe so yeah um, yeah I, I think it's up to the team captain so we'll have to see uh, what they put me in but um yeah I'm actually I'm kind of nervous for that too because that can either be uh, a good thing or a bad thing depending on what you're going in
2: well this is going to come out before the all-star game so if you want to make a public plea right now <laughs> is there a if you could pick a, a part of the skills contest to be in is there one that you have your eye on?
1: Um, preferably nothing with a puck, so <laughs> just just the just fastest skate, right? lap. Skate, yeah, right? that that would be uh, <laughs> be one that I'd be interested in. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, let's talk about the season because, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, you had really two really nice seasons the last two years. But in a lot of ways, this is your quote unquote breakout, right? For so far, um, how, how have you felt? I mean, how's it been for you? And, and you know, obviously, confidence level has to be sky high right now.
1: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's definitely been, um, you know, a season that uh, I didn't expect. I, uh, you know, was just coming in trying to to better myself, two-way game, like focus on the things that I hadn't been able to focus on uh, previously, and um, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel more confident with the puck, and it uh, helps, you know, the guys I'm playing with too are, are uh, you know, they make it easy sometimes uh, when they, they put the puck in your stick, you don't expect it, so. Uh, all around, I've been pretty happy, yeah, with the season.
3: And what's it like playing? I mean, you got you guys have not just AV, but you have three, basically former NHL head coaches. Yeah. Now one is the head coach, two assistants. What's it like playing for those guys and and them having such, holding you guys you know really accountable for the way you play night in night out.
1: Yeah, I think it's an an interesting uh, setup, and um, I, I think a lot of people were unsure how it was going to work with three you know yeah. possibly head coaches and. Um, in my opinion they've done a great job uh, the, the two assistants for sure have um, you know in, in my opinion done a, a tremendous job being more personal and uh, you know talking with the players getting to know them on a different level and AV's done that too and, and did his own uh, homework on everybody but um, I think they've they've done a great job and uh, I mean when they have to step up and you know hold you accountable um, you know uh, French Michael will come down the bench and uh, you know me and Beezer both of that uh, you gotta, you got to be on your toes, but um, you know at the same time, uh, you know he knows how to let that head coach side of him go and, and you know uh, relate to the players. a B talked
2: a lot when he sat down with us before the season about not wanting to go back and watch any film on anybody from the previous season. I don't totally believe him, but that's what he said. Uh, from your perspective, having a new coach come in and knowing the kind of clout that he brings, the kind of legitimacy he brings as a coach, not to say that the previous coaches weren't, but mm-hmm. this is a different level. Uh, How important was it for you to get off to a quick start? I mean, I know guys say that every year you want to go off to a good start, but, like, especially for this coach.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was important to me, and, I mean, he made it clear to me, though, that that he wasn't going to look into the past. And we sat down and had a conversation, and he uh, he showed me a blank sheet of paper and said, this is what I know about you right now, and it's up to you to fill it in. And, uh, you know, I took that pretty – you know, seriously, that it was my, my chance to, uh, you know, prove to a coach that I can play in every situation, and um, yeah, it's it's been good so far, You I mean, it's uh, the first time in a while that I've played, uh, when we're up one goal, and I've played like the last six minutes of a game, so it's a little different for me being out there. Do you ever go back, and, and this is going to, this question's coming out of nowhere,
3: but do you, do you ever go back and watch like a a TV replay of, of yourself especially after you get knocked to the ice or you, know, you always seem to like have this look on your face like what just happened yeah, yeah. And, like, do people give you any hard time about that or anything no, like that?
1: <laughs> I mean other than my mom saying get off the ice uh, I don't really hear about it but I know exactly what you're, you're talking t- no, about right? well I fall too much too so like I probably have it on my face the whole game
3: I almost think like I almost like you got like a future in acting a lot of times when, oh, when I see that.
1: I might, I don't know. I hope not.
3: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like the the more people that
2: that follow us and the and the more we kind of yeah. get back with with the listeners and and such, the more we start to find that there are a lot of young women who follow this team who will take clips of you getting off the ice with the hair over the face oh, and flipping yeah. your hair back. And oh, I mean, man. I'm not I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything, but. I, I don't know. How does it feel to be somebody that a lot of the ladies in the fan base are,
1: are looking cued in at? It, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that should be young bees are taking over that. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, it's just something to laugh about. You know, you, you try to be nice to the fans, but there's been some funny ones. Uh, I remember the first time uh, I actually w- was vi- having my girlfriend come visit me. And we we were kind of new and fresh, and uh, we were leaving the rink, and I pulled over to sign some autographs, and some girls started crying uh, (laughs) in my window of my car, and my girlfriend is like looking at me like, (laughs) "What's going on?" And I was like, "I don't know." (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was it's pretty funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) Well,
3: you're like a meme too. Like you're you're they meme you all the time. Oh man! Oh my god! I I clipped uh, the other day. I think it was the pass
2: from JVR. And you said what an F and pass, and then oh, somebody duh. came over to. You. I, I forget who it was. It came right up next to you, and you're like, "What a pass, huh?" Yeah, like and, you repeated it and like a like the second thing time. Went nuts! Like people went crazy. About really? It. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny because like I have to give you credit on this one. A lot of times, a guy gets that first All Star selection, and fans kind of worry that it's going to go to a guy's head. Yeah. And in recent days, I think you did a signing. Yesterday, yep. I think you might have done one again uh, recently or earlier in the season. Okay. And I, I don't know if Anthony is, but I, I do at least. Get DMs from fans who say it's, it's really great to see a young guy who's had a lot of success in the league still be I- engageable yeah. and, and relatable in a, in a sense. And that hasn't always been the case. And especially here, that hasn't always been the case. Yeah. So how do you not let stuff get to your head?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think for me, I I know um, I have a, a great opportunity to go to the All Star game this year, and I'm, I'm proud of being able to go there and thankful for everyone that's helped me get there and, and whatnot. But uh, you know, at the same time, I I look at it like you know Connor McDavid's going to the All Star game and he's got almost like 80 points already. So I know <laughs> like you know I'm at 40 points, which is you know I'm happy. It's a great stepping stone, but I mean, I know that uh, you know. I still have to be humble. There's a lot of great guys and great skill and great players that are out there that I still, uh, you know, I have a lot of work and a lot of time and effort to put in still to, you know, even be able to be mentioned in in some of these names. It's going to be interesting.
3: I mean, you're suddenly going to be teammates. For a day or two days, with with some guys who you have a real bitter rivalry with. I know. (laughs) What are you preparing Uh, for that? Do you keep
2: it up? By the way, like let's let's keep going with that. I don't know. Do you keep do you keep the hatred there? (laughs) I mean, uh, it's you can't break kayfabe. Like this is like a pro wrestling. Like you can't
1: possibly like go up to somebody and say like, hey, you know what? I actually respect your game. You can't do that. (laughs) Well, I know. I mean. I think it's gonna. I hope at the All Star Game I can, you know, get the opportunity to to meet some of the guys so they, you know, know me a little off the ice because I do. I I have a reputation on the ice to you know run my mouth a lot and um, get under people's skin. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I I mean, we've joked uh, a couple times after I got uh, cross checked by Perron. Mm-hmm. Uh, in St. Louis that uh, if we played them in the All-Star game, maybe I, I hit them or something. <laughs> <laughs> Get back at them, but I mean, I'd never do that. But Since, since you brought up
2: Chirpin, I, I have to ask because it it's maybe the most quotable thing you've ever said. Going after Malkin oh, in the stadium the, series game and calling him an effing nerd. Yeah, <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I don't...
1: I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of times I, I'll hear a a chirp and i'll repeat it uh whether it came from patty or lawton or something and they didn't say it loud enough so i'll make sure that somebody <laughs> hears it i don't know if that was the case um yeah but it's kind of funny how that stuck around because i was i was actually just uh with my family the other day getting a cheesesteak it was my first time i was I was down at uh pat's oh, okay. Geno's there and um Some guy, like, I'm just getting my cheesesteak and drives by. He's yelling, eat up, bud. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I clued in that he was talking about the video, and it was, like, kind of random. But, yeah, it stuck around for a while. Who's a low-key
2: chirper on the bench that doesn't get credit for being a guy that we maybe think about as being a trash talker?
1: I mean, I don't know if you guys know about Lawton, but he's constantly. Oh, yeah? Like, constantly. I know he's intense. He's he's intense. intense. Like, he's very engaged in the game, but – Yeah, if you were to ever just put a camera on him and his lips during uh, a game, he's constantly giving it to guys, constantly. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah.
2: That's great to know. What's a guy like Hazy like? Because now I think people are starting to get a feel for him because of, like, the mic'd up kind of segments. But is he like that all the time, or do you think he kind of ramps it up just for the mic?
1: No, he's like that. He's probably worse off off the mic. He's probably toned down on on the mic. Oh, yeah. He's constant uh, energy. Outgoing, oh yeah, you need to be, uh, you know, a good ten-hour sleep and a coffee before you talk to Hazy because he's <laughs> he's ready to go. This is the moment he walks in the door. How, how, how,
2: how does he fit in on this this team? Because I, I I know that like in the off-season when when he got the A, a lot of people were questioning because he's he's new, new to the locker yeah. room and it's not the most normal thing to have that kind of thing happen how like I think G said after a game uh, a few weeks ago that it feels like or Hazy said he feels like he's been on this team for years does it kind of feel like that from your perspective yeah as well? it does
1: I mean from the moment we went over to Prague he was uh, it, it did feel like he had been with us for a long time and I mean and my getting to know him was shorter than everyone else's too because um, he was down here before camp and getting to know guys and golfing with guys and stuff and um, I never had that chance to do that with him and from the moment I met him uh, you know, it's just, it just—it seemed like I had known him for a while, and uh, we were uh, rekindling and, and getting to uh, catch up. So it's kind of cool how we can change the locker room like that.
3: Now I know you wanted to bring this up, Russ. So what I'm going to you. What I want the, to bring up? I'm going to let you do it because what? this is your thing. The whole scrum lurker nonsense. Okay. Do you so, watch, do you know scrum lurkers? No. Do you do you watch? Do you ever watch TSN Jay and Jay and Dan?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, more or less uh, back home. Okay. I, yeah. So but. they have a
3: bit that they do. Okay. Where it's all uh, quick little snapshots of media scrums in the locker room. Okay. And uh, on these and these scrums, what they do instead of focusing on the player, they will find some goofy. Media guy hiding behind you trying to get a video. Okay. All right. So, the most recent edition of Scrum Lurkers. And I've got kind of to apologize to you
2: in advance. I'm pulling it up right now, but I, I've, I've. Am I could, in? Am oh, I Oh, button? not only are you you're, in it. Well, the only reason he wants to bring it up is. They're focusing on me. Staying behind <laughs> right you here. All and right. it's really kind of pathetic. I'm going to show this to you. So, <laughs> I just. <laughs> all right. So, there you are. <laughs> and there's Anthony. Yeah. And um, that's that's the video right there. They go in on here. and We'll just do that little. There it is. That's the, that's the money shot, right, right? there. All right? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> first of all, that's pretty when, funny. When when we're set up around everybody, like yeah. I'm, we're about. Well, you've got a couple inches on me, but in fairness, like I can't reach over everybody else. Like Bill Meltzer, yeah. who, yeah. who we love, is ginormous, right? So I've got it. I'm usually behind everybody because it's the path of least resistance. Uh, how aware are you? Let me ask you. I guess that first. How aware are you of being circled around versus having everybody in front? Yeah, of you? it doesn't.
1: It doesn't feel like that, honestly. Like, it feels like the mics that are here um, is kind of who you're talking to, to be honest. But, but it is funny because sometimes like a uh, uh, question will come from like left field, and you're like, <laughs> who's that? like, Whoa, who's this guy? And he's like, someone standing right behind you with a mic. Yeah, but it, it is pretty funny. Well, see, my
3: philosophy is this. And maybe you, could, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. So, my philosophy is I don't like scrum, as a media guy, I don't like scrums because I don't feel like you guys are really going to say anything that's of great value. Yeah. Maybe Jake, every once in a while, yeah, like he, he, he has no filter, right? Yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, really, you guys are just going to give this, the, the pretty much basic answer. Yeah. So, my philosophy is if I get in the back as it's ending, if there's something that I feel that I want to ask, I could say, hey, Travis, you got an extra minute yeah. or two? I'm putting yeah. off to the side. And then if we're talking one on one, you're more likely to give me a more in-depth response because the cameras aren't on you guys. You feel a little bit more comfortable in a one-on-one conversation yep. than 30 people. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I agree. So there
3: you go. So that's why we end up on Scrum So then the you
2: time. don't have any reason to be like over the guy's shoulder. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask him like what cologne you were wearing oh, because I, I, I mean, good God. It's after it was... a game. <laughs> I mean. Anyway. anyway. That's, a, that's a lot. Alright. So one question that we like to ask on the show is, is there anything, and especially with the West Coast Swing, I, I've got to imagine that there aren't that many things to entertain yourself with. Uh, is there anything that you stream? Is there any show that show or movies that you've seen recently that that captured your attention?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Me and uh, I don't know if everyone's into this stuff, but me and my girl are like really into like um, documentaries about like murder cases in the past. I watch them all, and it's watching? like I feel like guilty watching them sometimes because I'm like I don't want to like have an interest in this stuff, but like. It, I find it, I find You're it You're not alone It's you know, Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy um, I, I've watched so many And there's been I heard Beezer talking about the Don't F with cats Well, that one was, was crazy I actually was watching that In my hotel room uh, In Carolina After we finished Our long road swing yeah. there and um, I got up and I put the latch on the the hotel door, <laughs> thinking like I don't know anybody here who has a key. Like it could right. be anybody. Well, I probably
3: had to bother you even a little more because it's close to home, right? It well, anything. I was, I was up in it Toronto was just like, too, like I, too,
1: right? yeah. So watching all this stuff, uh, it's just crazy to me. And um, there's, a, I mean, there's other shows that I'm into as well. Like I'm into Power. I don't know if you guys have seen Power. No, no. it's it's a great TV uh, series. A lot of the guys in the team are into it too. What's, what's that on? What's that
3: streaming on? That stars?
1: <sighs> it might be. Yeah. yeah. That stars. stars. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great show. But, I mean, if there's a new murder documentary or some sort of, yeah. Did you watch the HBO thing.
2: special? It was, the, it was, like, based on the serial podcast, the Adnan Saeed. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I, I
1: don't know if I saw that. Oh, is it on Netflix or it, is it on? No, no on, it, was it was on HBO. HBO Go. HBO Go. And it was based on yeah. the first season of the serial podcast. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, yeah it, was it, was really, good it
3: was good. So I'm sure you've seen, like, Making a Murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, did you see The
1: Staircase? Is that the lady that fell Fall down, down the Yeah. saw that one. Yeah. However,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I'm seriously.
1: I mean, it, I've watched them all. Uh, like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Seen
3: that. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, did you watch the Aaron Hernandez one yet?
1: Yep, yeah. I watched that one. Uh, there was another good one I watched yesterday. Um, it was called The Confession Killer. Oh, yeah. The Confession Killer. Yeah. And I, I don't, I didn't, there's finish a second it season completely. Coming out of yeah, yeah. But, uh, Yeah, the guy's kind of all over the place, so I'm trying to figure it out. I'll give you one more that's a
3: couple years old now, but it's still on Netflix called "The Keepers." The Keepers. The Keepers, and it's about the murder of a nun in Baltimore in the '60s, and then how they investigate it 40 years later. Okay. And it's really, really intense. That's good. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. Interesting. All
2: right, away from morbid stuff. Is there anything else that you (laughs) that you watch that's? <laughs> there's like there's some parent who's listening to this show oh yeah, you're, you're not allowed out. you're you're not allowed to be oh travis i thought Konecki that travis connecting was a really nice gay <laughs> yeah. but oh he's he's got a real dark sense of humor like dessert
1: just Sorry. ruined it for everybody yeah. uh, i think um i mean if if i'm going with something a little softer like i've watched like this is us uh, oh yeah i mean i, I watch your i watch that uh, right. from time to time um other, I mean, other than that, I don't I don't get into shows that much. I've watched the typical, like, Stranger – or what is it? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of watched all those. We've got to ask about a movie because we've
3: asked every player that's been on the show. And Russ – Russ, Russ, been, Russ is an Ofer. He's Ofer because I've been right on every one. Okay. If you were stuck on an island and you can only have one hockey movie for the rest of your life to watch, which one are you watching?
1: A hockey movie? Um – it, and it could
3: also be that it's just a movie that you
1: enjoy
2: watching. That's very quotable. Stop it.
1: <laughs> so it has to be like a hockey movie. hockey movie. Hockey movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe MVP. Wow. That's the first, that's the first time one anybody's that's been ever different
3: answered. than either one of us. Wow. Actually, that's not true. Miracle. JVR said miracle. Yeah. Which was which is a good one. But uh, well, I say Slapshot.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that's, Russ that's says I say one. goon. Goon. Goon's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, see, some you said that, agree it's, with that it's good. That it's, it's good. Okay. Everybody up Beezer gave him a hard time. He's like, dude, that's Did not he? real. He's like, it's not real.
2: But that's <laughs> what everybody says.
3: I'm not saying what's the most realistic hockey movie. I'm saying which yeah, one but I you're mean, asking people who play the game for a living yeah, what's, what their favorite is, of I course, mean, they want something that's more realistic, right? I mean, mine's not very realistic either. <laughs> <laughs> MVP's not. Yeah, you could have gone Mystery Alaska. That's yeah, I could have done that one. That's a good one.
2: So, since, you know, All Star ramping it up there are a lot of people to thank I'm sure along the way yeah and to that idea uh have you had a favorite place that you've gotten to play that has a memory that sticks out because obviously this all-star one is going to be a huge memory yeah is there a place it doesn't have to be at the NHL level that you played over the course of your career that stands out for any reason
1: um I mean there's probably a number of of places uh But for me, I think the the most memorable one is um, just going back to where I played most of my minor hockey, uh, where I grew up loving the game. And, uh, um, you know, there's a couple of the rinks, but I played a lot of uh, minor hockey in Kamoka, which is a small little town where uh, the Elgin Middlesex Chiefs are out of. So, yeah, a lot of good memories there, grandparents, parents, You were part
3: of the craziest trade.
1: Uh, in the OHL that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. There
3: were was, was it like two players and
1: ten draft picks for you? Yeah. So what I think <laughs> happened there was because uh, I think I was supposed to come back the next year, uh-huh. uh huh, which was originally the plan, and, and then I ended up making the NHL. But when they made the trade, it was because I was ba- basically being traded for an extra season, and then I didn't come back. So,
3: <laughs> so not only did they pe- trade away yeah. ten picks, and I, and they, they didn't, didn't get, even get back. They didn't them.
1: get me, and I was injured in playoffs. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was tough that's brutal that's uh, brutal
3: that's one of the craziest trades 10 draft picks in one trade it's gonna make you feel special
1: uh, I mean <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know it was me and another guy on my team so it's was, it was a good uh, trade so awesome.
2: you're you're very close to tying I think you're seven points off here 42 right now career high is 49 at the NHL level from setting or from you know tying that 49 point mark what can you attribute or what would you attribute? such a boost in production too
1: um that's funny i just had a conversation downstairs uh, in our media scrum and they asked me the question and i i don't i don't know if it's because of um, you know now i have a, a contract and i'm you know, not stressing so much about trying to produce and and uh, you know trying to prove myself um, obviously i'm still trying to do uh, the best i can do every time i get on the ice but I can focus a little more on, on parts of my game that don't put me in bad situations, so the coach trusts me. And, and that you know that leads to more opportunity. Um, they trust you trying to tie the game up or trying to, to play with a lead, things like that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of given me more opportunity this year. And, uh, and then maybe I'm just uh, capitalizing a little more on the opportunities. You
3: seem more relaxed. Yeah, As I watching the game. Yeah, right, just more years.
1: like poise, I think, yeah. instead of throwing the puck away or making poor decisions. I'm, I have a little more confidence with the puck, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: great. That's yeah. great. Feels well, good. Travis, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot uh, for joining us here on Snow the Goalie. Uh, best luck to you the rest of the way, and hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, if that, if you didn't like. Or love Travis Connectney before that interview, I've got to think
3: that that pushed you over the edge, right? Absolutely. There were so many great little moments in that thing. You know, learning that Scott Lawton is like a nonstop chirper, like that's great. Like I never, I never thought of him that way. Like I knew I always thought he was like Mister Intense, and I know there's a lot of memes of him that are out there with that you know the angry hockey player face, like he's going to murder you or something like that. Yeah. But I had no idea he. And was, if he does. I'm sure, it, while in prison, he would watch the documentary about it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then Kinecti being all into like true crime documentaries, that's awesome. Like he's like, I don't want people to th- think that like that's something I'm really into, but him and his girlfriend watch all of them, and he knew every one that we brought up, yep. except the one which he's going to now put on his list. And I guarantee yep. he watches it. So uh, yeah, I mean, that was really cool. Um, the gr- I like
2: I like the thing about the girl crying, the girlfriend story. As he, as, that he, was, as he did the uh, that was
3: sensational. The autographs
2: and of course the cheesesteak, the, yep, the eat up, bud.
3: Yeah, eat up, bud was awesome. Yeah, you know, getting getting that just got some random player or random guy coming up to him and recognizing him on the street at Pat's or Geno's wherever he was, and to say that that's pretty that's pretty cool. So yeah, it was a it was a really good interview. There's a lot to like about Travis. I love the fact too that he's going to be in the All Star Game skills competition and he doesn't want to do anything with a puck. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there's I mean look there's a lot of stress I,
2: I will say this so sometimes you sit down with a guy and you you realize that he's as good as as everybody says he is yeah and and the feeling I got from TK is of a guy who is cognizant of the fact that he's been successful but it hasn't totally sunk in like there there were a couple of of things like before the interview started and then afterwards like after we stopped recording which we'll, we'll keep to ourselves but like there there's like a there's a certain level of humility to the guy, and and that's a refreshing thing because that's something that you would expect of, you know, like a, a Joel Faraby, who we'll hear from again uh, next week. It's something that you would expect to hear from, like a Morgan Frost if we interviewed them, a, a guy who doesn't have a lot of NHL experience, or even a guy who might be in really a second year or so, like a, a Phil Myers. But it's not something that you would expect of a guy that's an all-star, right?
3: And You forget that as good a player as Konechny is and the fact that he's in his fourth season here with the Flyers he's still just 22 years old it's nuts he'll be 23 in March but I mean still I mean he's that young yeah so like you know yeah I mean making an all-star game at that age is really cool but maybe it's because it like hasn't hit him yet that he's that good of a player because he's so young like he doesn't quite you know he doesn't quite get it yet five years from now he'll be shooting us down to come on the show.
2: Absolutely not. He'll big, now, he'll have big
3: we have now laid
2: the groundwork <laughs> for Travis Konechny to be yet another multi-appearance
3: Snow the Goalie, Snow regular. The goalie yeah. regular. Yeah, it's good. It's good and stuff.
2: I, and you know, here's another thing, too. Some guys, when you go up to the, the locker room, and, and this was the thing, especially last year in my first in the locker room, there are certain guys when you approach away from the scrum that you just get the feeling like want nothing to do with having a sidebar. Yeah. And he was a guy, and, and again, maybe it is age, and and I, somewhere in my brain, I'm not 29. I'm I'm still like 26. Just to
3: tell the re- just to let the listeners know, we're at lunch today, and Russ goes, well, you know, I I, I think I relate to TK because we're so close in age, and I was like, yeah, you're seven years apart. <laughs> it's nuts to me.
2: I I oh god, later this year, 30 is going to be my end game. I yeah. I don't know what I do after that, but um. There, there is something about, like, last year he was a guy who was always willing, even after bad games, to do a sidebar. He was always a guy that was out in front of the cameras yep. answering the hard questions. And and this is one of the things that I had an issue with last year with certain veteran players on the team who I will not cite now. But there are certain guys last year that while this team was was in a really rough stretch of their season, especially in the fallout of the Dave Hackstall firing, the Ron Hextall firing— there were vets that I thought should have been out in front of it and kind of shielded the younger guys. And TK was one of the guys that was out there almost every game answering questions. It was him, and a lot of times it was Sean Couturier as well. And I don't know, there's something to be said for being a stand-up guy and, and being somebody that can be relied on. And and like I know that sometimes people will say, oh, well, you know, media people only like the ones who give them a quote. And there is a little bit of truth to that. It depends on the writer. There are some people, and I I think we would agree on this. There are some people who uh, will not be critical of the team or of players because they want to get in that player's good graces. And then there are like some people who are just realists about where the team is and such. And yeah,
3: don't, and don't worry. And, and that's, and I almost, I almost felt like when I told the story about why I end up on scrum lurkers all the time is, you know, it's the truth. I mean, I don't like scrums. And so I like to talk to guys once the scrum breaks up. Right. I mean, that's my thing. Um, and maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud because now more guys are going to try and try and do it. But I'm yeah. pretty confident that this group won't, because we know that they listen. That they won't change. Um, they listen, but uh, no, I just think that they're. I still think that they're too. Uh, they're too routine. They're too set in their routine. Yeah. That's a so thing. anyway, um, but I mean, and he agreed. You're like he said, like, no, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, you, they players will be more open and honest about things that you ask them when it's just you and them talking and not. Eight cameras in their face and thirty cell phones that are being, you know, doubling as microphones in their face. They're just going to give you the same BS lines that you get all the time. Yep. You know that they're trained to answer. Well, we got to take it one game at a time. You know, all that nonsense, right? Yeah. So that's what they're going to give you in those scrums. So what the hell is the point in being in the scrum except? Like I said, Jake Voracek, who he doesn't care. No. Like, he will say a lot of just, crazy things. He has no filter. he get um, some FCC fines. Yes, he would. The, the he stages, would get some know. FCC fines. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, like, you know, and Konechny says, he's like, yeah, man, that's absolutely the truth, you know, that that's the case. So, I mean, you know, I no, I won't be surprised that uh, Tuesday night after Pittsburgh, if uh, after TK talks, I'm going to see Russ standing over in the corner talking to him a little bit longer. It's possible. It's quite possible, right?
2: Because yeah. we're, we're pretty much the... Nah. Uh, you know we're about the same stature i bet you we weigh about the same the difference is he's what i would hope to be after months and months of
3: good diet and gym going i'll give or, you an, you got something there Ryan? cuz i had something other difference between it's the like things. a before and after ad yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's also about uh, uh, it's a few million dollar difference there too as well yeah that that part's true that's part true yeah, that, right
2: that's that okay. true i did actually like that uh, by the way as something that he said that was a way to kind of take some of the stress off is that having the contract then you're it's interesting because a lot of time and it doesn't matter what the sport is usually you think a guy in a contract year pushes presses and tries to you know get himself set for free agency and then the guy gets the big money deal and then he just doesn't care anymore well what you're seeing here is a player who it's not a lack of caring it's a player who now feels like comfortable he can be comfortable and develop in his role and not have to worry about the unknown, and and worry about the possibility of being sent down, or worry about being on a one year contract or a two year contract. So, there's a lot of positives to take away with Travis Konechny.
3: and I am glad that people got to hear about the guy away from the ice. Yeah, I, and and I you know what I bet, and when, it's interesting that he said that that now he feels more comfortable now that he's got the contract. I bet you the same thing with Provorov. Yeah, the difference between last year and this year. Yep, that's got to be it. It's got to be the difference. That you they were, so. that they were, he was weighing his future and getting his payday and what it was going to be, and it was too much on his mind. Like if I don't play better, I'm not going to get the big contract, et cetera, et cetera. Then he gets it, and now all of a sudden he can play again. Yep. Right. So it has to be the same thing. All right, Russ. We we only have a few minutes left. Um, I know you want to talk a little bit about what we have coming up out at Odd Logic, but real fast, let's look ahead at the we, we like we do every uh, every week. Look at the week ahead. There's not a lot to look at. There's yep, one, one game, game this week, and it's tomorrow night. At home against the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, and then they take nine days off for the combination uh, bi-week All-Star break. Um, the only flyer who will be playing in that time is Travis Konechny at the All-Star game. Um, what do you think about them hosting the really red-hot Pittsburgh Penguins, who've been playing some really good hockey for an extended period of time, uh, who now have Sidney Crosby back in the lineup? They what was it, 41 points and 44? For, no, for,
2: yeah, it was like 41 points. How many games was Crosby out for? It was uh, He missed a
3: lot. I don't know what the exact number It wasn't 41 numbers. and 44.
2: They had a lot of points.
3: They is, did. Is my point. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, But then there's also uh, Evgeny Malkin, uh, who came out today. You nerd! <laughs> uh, or not today, I guess it was last night. Some of the Penguins fans must have been booing. Um, and he says... Do you want me to read this with a Russian accent? No, but I will read it since I need to read fast. Because otherwise, you know, you'll stumble through it. Uh, he says... This is Malkin. I'm not understanding our fans. Muzz won two cups for us. You boo him. Why? If you come to the arena, support our team, all of us. We try. We play so hard this year. We work so hard through injuries. We play good hockey. Maybe not last couple games, not early this game, but we try. I understand you pay money for tickets. You do what you want, but it's tough to sit on bench and hear that. I don't like it. We hear that in Philly, not Pittsburgh. You know, Ilya Brizgalov once said,
2: "Universe so humongous
3: big, our problems so small. Don't worry, be happy." Yeah, that's what you should, that's what Gino should do, right? But that's now, what now there's going to be a little a little locker room a little bulletin board material for uh, in the locker room for this. You know, yeah. we hear that in Philly, but not in Pittsburgh. Trying to you know
2: you know what though in fairness like I think that's almost a a a tip of the cap to Philly, I think that's almost more of a of an insult to the Pittsburgh fans because you should hear that from Philly right yeah you should hear all kinds of vitriol from the Philly fans if you're a Pittsburgh Penguin I almost say maybe Malkin wants to come play for the
3: Flyers would you take him Oh how could you say no I mean he's one of the best players in hockey because he's a nerd (laughs) All right so we've got the
2: Penguins. Penguins Flyers yeah, at think? home Tuesday. I think it's a rough game. I think okay. it's I think it's a tough one. Um it's not out of the realm of possibility for a win.
3: Well, I, I think it's going to be close. What's your prediction?
0: <laughs> Come
3: you, went, on, man. you went it's going to be a rough game, been, but they could this still is, win. This all is, right, Mr. Hedge. All right, so
2: <laughs> this used to be the positive podcast. So, let's say uh
3: the Flyers will win tomorrow. Okay. They'll win, uh, three to two. I agree with you. I think that Whoa. they. I think they. I think they win the game tomorrow night. Although I will tell you, um, with Pittsburgh not uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the next game in Pittsburgh next Friday, uh, I don't think that one will be as. Uh, glorious of a victory for the flyers it's funny though because they could lose that one but they do
2: that weird like home road flip yeah where it feels like philly plays a lot better in pittsburgh and vice versa
3: yeah it is weird
2: but here's the main thing to keep in mind of course tomorrow we'll be live with the press row show for pre-game first and second intermissions on our twitter at ansan philly at joy on broad also at snow the goalie and at crossing broad and over on the uh crossing broad facebook page and youtube channels but then on October 31st, it'll be the first game after that long layoff. We'll be doing our live Not show. Not October 31st. Sorry, wow, October. Uh, January 31st at an Odd Logic Brewing Company, uh, 500 Bristol Pike and Bristol PA. We'll be doing our live show. We're going to call it the Press Road Show. That'll be the great opportunity for all of our listeners to come out, chat with us about the Flyers, talk about some of the stories that maybe we can't necessarily share on the podcast or on the radio show. There, There are certain... Are certain things uh little tidbits of information that anthony has from a long storied career covering the team yeah that you might want to get uh out of odd logic brewing company and uh, i think it's going to be the briz or the biz empire i called them briz before the biz empire food truck will be out that night but we'll be doing the watch party so make sure you come out 500 bristol pike and bristol pa odd logic brewing company lennox
1: yeah anthony you can tell him about that time uh russ interviewed connecty and then after the interview he gave him a wedgie yeah good time yeah <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
2: A big thank you to Anthony Sanfilippo. A big thank you to everybody listening out there. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Lennox. Subscribe to the podcast. And I guess thank you to Ryan Lennox back there.